You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. We are in our summer series, which has been so much fun. We are talking through all the awkward topics, or that really aren't awkward. Maybe they are for you, but they shouldn't be awkward. We're just busting all the myths, talking through things, and I'm bringing on some of my favorite girlfriends to come and chat with me about this. So today, we are diving into this big idea, very intimidating idea of money and finances. And it's just going to be really awkward. And I feel like this is one of those topics that you don't really know where you stand and you don't know what's true or what's good or whatever. And there's so many opinions out there and so many different people doing it different ways. So I brought on one of my girlfriends slash the Behind the Bliss marketing director, Emily Rowlett just to chat, girl chat about what money looks like in our life, how we spend it, how we don't, how we save it, what it looks like, all of our favorite resources, just things you might be interested in if this is an interesting topic for you. Emily, hi. Hi, coming at you from my closet floor. I love it. (laughs) Coming at you in a room full of boxes. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. you just moved. Yeah, we did. We just There's moved nothing into like house. a fresh start, though. You've had too many fresh starts recently, but... But this is like a fresh, fresh start. Yeah, so you lived in Mississippi, and then you moved to Oklahoma, and now you're back in Birmingham, which is home, if people are yes. confused. And this was the plan all along. Like, it's not like at each stop we decided we didn't like it and moved on. I think that that's what really confuses people. <laughs> They're like, wait, why did you move so quickly? Just military training. They tell you where to be and when, and we say, got it. Which I feel like for a lot of military people, I know because my dad was in the military, a lot of times we were had to be like left behind while he went to trainings and stuff. So it's really cool that y'all got to be with Thomas through every step of the training process. Amen. Yeah, it was really cool. I don't know now that we like have a kid and hopefully a growing family that like I would do it again. Right. Like if he had to go somewhere for six months, I'd be like, okay, love you. Peace. Yes, I know. I remember (laughs) one time we lived in Virginia and my dad got orders to California and then he was going to deploy to Iraq. And then we were just like, my mom was like, nope, we're staying here. So that's what we did. It's hard though. It's just shout out to all the military families out there because I know we have some military wives listening. It's rough. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. Oh, also speaking of people listening, I feel like I need to say this because this is so fun. Emily, I haven't told you this yet, but I since being back in Birmingham, have met so many people that listen to the podcast. No way. Like just like out out and about. Yes. So we, we, as in Maddox and I went to TJ Maxx this afternoon and met a fun listener in the parking lot. And she was so cute with her car and her little dog. She rolled down the window and was like, Rachel. And I was like, yes. And it's one of those moments you're like, wait, have we met before? Oh my gosh. And then met another friend at Edgewood Creamery. Maybe they're listening. That is so Oh, and, and, and get this. This is the best part. (laughs) Megan, if you're listening, hey girl, our babysitter for the day that we moved in here slash she's going to come like every 
few days or whatever this summer, Megan, she messaged me straight up on Instagram was like, I would love to be one of your go-to girls, babysitters in Birmingham. And I'm like, okay. And oh she's gosh. like, I listen to the podcast. So you never know. You just go for it. Message Megan, the people. Megan, when I come to visit, you can babysit all of our babies. Yes. <laughs> all of them. That is so Anyways, fun. I just, yeah. It's been so sweet to be back in Birmingham and like to see and meet podcast girlies in person. And so if you listen and let's say like you're in Birmingham and we run into each other at one of these like hot girl places like True 40, TJ Maxx, Target, you better stop me. Yeah. There's just nothing like home. There's nothing like home. Uh-uh. Wow. There's nothing like roots. Nothing like roots. Home sweet home. Truly. Sweet home Alabama. That song has been playing over and over in my head. Okay. So the funny thing about finances and why i feel like this is such a pertinent conversation is because gas is like wow girl I see it everywhere i i feel like i've been spending so much money just because like i have to i know we we seriously talked because i'm home now for the summer slash working from home and we were like we are going to operate like we own one car this summer and we have a little hyundai elantra that gets like 40 miles to the gallon that used to be like 30 dollars to fill up and now it's 50 i don't want to hear it i know we're like we'll take i know your car's way bigger and we also have a really like we have a 2009 nissan pathfinder we don't have new cars (laughs) and so that's like a tank to fill up and i'm like i literally let my gas get down to like five miles and strolled into the costco parking lot the other day because costco is the cheapest place to get gas around here and also Bucky's because I live in Texas. We live right by a Bucky's, but you have to get the car wash at Bucky's to get 20 cents off a gallon, which if you need a car wash, it's a good deal. But it's just insane. There's just no good deals when it comes to gas right now. None. No. And I, it's like, I don't know. It's just such a weird place for a lot of us spending a lot of money. And um, I feel like coming out of COVID, I feel like I'm realizing how much money I spent just out of comfort and like oh wanting gosh, things because I, I was know. so bored that I think we just all need a good deep breath, refresh, restart as far as money finances go. Yeah. And not because like there should be shame in it, but I do think that there's freedom to be found in your finances. And I'm I not agree. a pro, but I, I if it takes a girl to break the ice on awkward topics, I can be that for you. Yes. We have our ice <laughs> yeah. pick. We're chipping away. We're chipping away. Chipping away week by week at all the awkward topics. No, money is so hard to talk about. And I wish people talked about it more. And my husband's an accountant. His name is Teddy, if you hear me reference him. Um, But it's hilarious because you would think being married to an accountant, we'd be like super money savvy. Um, And we do have like some perks of like knowing how to do our taxes the right way. And like a lot of like every year around tax time, friends come out of the woodworks and they're like, can Teddy answer this right. question about my taxes? <laughs> so it's, and I have a little boutique business. And so that's really helpful because I was like, I never would have started that if I didn't have somebody that had the knowledge. But when it comes to just like general budgeting and financing and managing your finances in your life, like we've made mistakes. We still make mistakes. Like, yep. we, like we've been there and it's like a constant roller coaster ride. And I think the thing to import, like, remember with finances i think the thing to remember with finances is that you could always be in a better place than you are you know that's right yep and so like even the richest people out there want to be in a better place with their finances so you're constantly striving for like things that you don't have and like money that you haven't earned yet and i think that's where people can end up feeling like really defeated and in a hole whenever it comes to money yeah 
I was talking to the, about this with my friend Marissa the other day. And as in the other day, I mean like the other month. So if Marissa's listening, she's going to be like, girl, that was a long time ago. But we were talking about how like growing up, I don't know if y'all did this, Emily, but I feel like we had friends like, oh, they're rich. Yes. Or like, oh my gosh, you know, who doesn't do that? Unless right. you are the rich friend. I don't know. Yeah. If someone's listening <laughs> but, and they're like, oh, like I never did parents. that. Oh my gosh. I know. We lived in California in San Diego whenever I was in high school. And we lived in this town called Fallbrook, which was beautiful, like mountain, um, like tons of hills, tons of like it was a kind of a farming town. And I had a friend that lived on a hill and in her house, her family had four kids. They had an in-ground trampoline, a beautiful saltwater pool, a sand volleyball court, the play set. I remember like we lived on base at the time. So I remember every time we would go over to her house and my parents the would drop me off. Yes. L -L -L. I, we would be like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. And people were never really came over to my house. Cause a, we never really invited people over and B, like it, it's just I mean it was just wild so yeah yes yeah. I had the rich friends growing up it's so funny because you think about it and you're like okay how how do did my little you know prepubescent mind decide that was the rich family and you think about it and you're like okay it's because of the things they had it's the cars they drove it's yes, the house it's they the external in, things external things and then you think about it and you're like, as, as an adult now, right? Like I have friends that have a beautiful house, but they are house broke. Like yeah. they have just enough money to pay their mortgage period right. and groceries yes. and, so, and, and, or they're in a lot more debt or not conquering their student debts before making more debt or whatever, whatever. And yes. I'm like, yeah, like to the outsider, it looks like you're rich, but you are panicking. You don't have peace in your home. And every time you swipe your credit card, like you know like you start well, sweating and, I'll and i don't you, like i don't want to be there yeah and i have been there like i have been there and it is stressful and so it's just i think it's just important to remember that like you could be there in any season of life and also yeah. like setting yourself up well and getting educated on things can help you avoid being there and if you're yes. in a hole right now and you're not like you're seriously not where you want to be like i'll tell you like we still have student debt that we're paying off from my husband going to grad school and it's terrible and i wish it would all go away but it's not going away so we're having right. to like set ourselves up well to handle that and i hate that but it's like it is what it is you know what i mean like we have the cards yes. we've been dealt and you will figure out a way out of it but like i just want you guys to know like if you are in a hole right now like there's nothing wrong with that it's how are right. you going to take a step forward you know what i'm saying so we're not coming at you from like a perfect perspective it's like yes no, no every no. every single person's financial situation is different and that's why i think people should talk about finances more because i'm always so intrigued by people that manage their money well especially people in older seasons of life with me i'm like how like older aunts and uncles and things like that. I'm like, okay, what did you do in your twenties that set yourself up well for your thirties right. and forties? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Dave Ramsey posted this one thing. It was, I don't know, genius, but he said, if you see a man wearing a really nice expensive watch, he's either a genius with money or he's an idiot with money. And it's true. It's like, no, yeah, I mean, that's so true. Yeah. So I just like want to set the scene that like, you can't really judge and you shouldn't really judge where other people are financially and like put yourself on a comparison scale with them because you have no idea unless you've seen their bank statements, how actually financially 
healthy that they are. And I also want to say financially healthy has nothing to do with how much money you have in your bank account. I think it has everything to do with the decisions you make based off of how much you have in your bank account. Because I think there's people that have a lot of money in their bank account and they're spending it really quickly. I don't, I wouldn't consider that financially healthy, but I know some friends who are in major debt or in med school and they're literally living off of a loan and they're living really frugally and making wise decisions. And I'm like, okay, numbers might say you're not healthy, but you are making very healthy decisions. And that's all we want to do is like what Emily and I are trying to say is we are not pros. We have made mistakes. We will make a mistake tomorrow financially probably, but like, the goal at the end of this conversation is for you to feel more free, less ashamed, a little bit more open to have this conversation with your friends or seek out some kind of like financial counselor or aid because there are people out there. This is their job is to help you with your finances. But then also at the end of the day, just realize like what one step forward can I make to like get myself in the trajectory I'd want to be? Yes. And don't live in fear of taking that first step. Yes. Good one. Because I think we can be paralyzed by that. Sometimes. Yeah. For some people, the first step could be making a budget. So we can even talk through these practically, like making a budget. Some people don't operate off of a budget. And I'll be honest, like we have a budget, but <laughs> every month is a little different. <laughs> um, we really should have like monthly budgets. And some people, you like make the same paycheck every single two weeks that it's like, their their budget is their budget period unless something drastically changes but for us emily you'd probably say the same with like your boutique and behind the bliss stuff but like some weeks and some paychecks are greater than others and so like some months money is spent and dealt differently than others and so that's been really tricky for the autry family yeah our team has been like we need to break out a whiteboard almost every month in order to make this make sense for us Right. And that's the thing is you're like, make it make sense. Like even whenever you like overspend and you have to like pay off your credit card or make a payment on a credit card or whenever you're trying to figure out how much to put into savings and you're like, Lord, make it make sense because it's just hard. How much money do you leave to like spending money? How much money do you like save for a rainy day? Like it's just no, like there's arbitrary like pie charts and numbers. You guys can Google all of like right. the recommended amounts, but it's going to be different for you, you know, and there's going to be some times of life where you can fit into those little perfect pie chart numbers. And there's going to be some times in life where you can't. And it also really depends on like where you live and what your job is and, and so many factors. So like, I wish we could sit here and give you a perfect answer for like feeling great about your finances. But unfortunately, this is one of those things where it's like, Everyone just has to kind of sit with it and figure it out on their own. Yes. So Kendra Adachi, the lazy genius. We just had a recent episode with her. We love you, Kendra. She came on the show a few episodes ago. We talked about organizing your kitchen, which like, wow, fabulous. But then also was on a a few months, almost a year ago, where talked about just like organizing your life. And one of the things that she has taught me through her books and even through these conversations is like, everyone's decisions are going to be different and everyone's decisions have to be made based on what you value. So some people value being generous. And so a huge portion of their budget is going to be dedicated to giving away or like treating people, things or gifts, you know, some people like really value travel. So they're going to be safe, 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 saving for the next trip they want to go on. And some people value safety. Like, like me, (laughs) I'm like, financially, my value is I want to know that if the worst thing happened tomorrow, like, are we good? And yeah. so, so our budget looks different in that way. Um, 
some people like to eat well, you know, so they like go out to eat fancy restaurants. Like yeah. you just have to figure out like what makes sense and what do I value and then build it from there. So yes, the numbers, everything I was talking about um, can be helpful, good starting point. But I'd say also, I think so many people are living so, oh man, what's the word? Blindly? Um, rigid, like so yeah. rigidly that they're, that it's no fun. And yeah. Like, newsflash, money's made to be spent or yeah. passed down. That's how the economy works. Or to be invested. <laughs> yeah. Like if you just kept your money in your saving account and then like never ever ever touched it it's like Shoved that's not a good idea under your mattress yeah because it's like it's not building value and then if you do spend all of your money like not every single yeah penny, well, you know it, i mean like that's the yes, point is like to yes. spend money i know it's it's yeah it's like dave ramsey says which i mean we have never done financial peace university that's a resource we'll talk about later um but dave ramsey is a good follow in general but he always says like every dollar should be like spent somewhere whether that's savings yes. or debt or you know a latte at Starbucks like it every dollar is going somewhere because whenever you don't know where dollars are going that's when you can get in trouble yeah he says um you tell your money where it's going or your money will tell you where it's <laughs> no that's true that it's is so true, true. <laughs> I'm like, where did that money go and it's like uh and then you yeah. look and you're like Target Starbucks yes. Amazon and you're like shoot yes so yeah like I I think that if you could build a healthy budget so that your priorities are taken care of being saving for your future whatever your goals are in the future making sure your kids or your family is provided for and that like you're comfortable you can eat and your utilities are on and all the things the rest yeah. of it like girl you do what makes you happy like yes. you earned that money you know so I don't know I just again like there's so many people listening to this from so many different areas of life that it's hard to put like a big blanket statement like 20% should be saved 10%. I will say though, good blanket rule is 10% should be tithed period dot. Yeah. Real quick note on tithing. There have been seasons where we're like, we don't have the money to tithe. Like we cannot tithe. So we don't. And that those were like some of our hardest financial seasons, even though we saved that 10% by not tithing. But on the other hand, there have been other times where we are like, we don't have the money to tithe. They're like, this doesn't make sense, like worldly sense to give this money away right now. And we do tithe anyways, and we're obedient. It's crazy how we have above and beyond at the end of the month. Yeah. Well, it's just and I like think the like Lord the Lord's give... blessing. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And he you know, gives us more than we can ever ask or imagine or think, you know? And so, yeah, giving it like how selfish of us to keep it all from him whenever we, he's just asking us to give a little, whatever a number is to you, but, you know, just having a generous spirit and giving back to the church is super important. And I think there's an aspect of generosity. That's why, you know, Christmas gifts are a lot of times so much more funner to give more funner or so much more, more funner, fun, more funner. <laughs> so much more fun to give than to receive you know what I mean it's just it's fun to be generous and like you said sometimes it comes down to like being obedient yes 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 also realizing that at the end of the day the money in your account is not really your money and it like doesn't the job define that you me. have it doesn't define you the job yeah. you have the payments you make the children you're providing for those are all blessings those are all things that have entered your life, like not because you willed it to happen. It's because like God is a gracious God and has these gifts he's given you and like opportunities, children or whatever. 
So like the money that's in your account, it's helpful for me when I think like, okay, it's not even mine first. Like, I mean, this might sound super spiritual, but it, it helps me in the moments I get anxious to be like, okay, this is the Lord's money in the first place. Yeah. He has given it to me and bestowed it upon me. So what am I going to do with it? And it helps me make my decisions a little bit more clearly because it feels less like mine. So it's harder to be greedy with it. Right. So I'll say that too. So if you have a hard time, like letting go of money. Yeah. I think it's just one of those. I think it's just opening your hands, opening your hands and saying, Lord, it's all yours anyway. Yep. Take it's it. It's up to me. Give it. Whatever. Yes. You mentioned Financial Peace University, which is so funny because my aunt and uncle gifted this to Thomas and I as our wedding present, which is actually like a pretty genius wedding present. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you get married, I feel like money can be one of like your very first and most frequent arguments because you're just learning how to do finances together, either for the first time if you get married young or for the first time together if you've been used to being independent. It was a great way just like set the pace, get on the same page, whether we agreed or disagreed or decided to do something different. And at least helped us have like the lingo to talk about it. Yes. Um, you had a roadmap. So good. good roadmap. Yes. So if you are a little like feel flimsy, like you're not sure what to believe or like what numbers mean or investments scare you, or you have all this debt, you're not sure what to do first. I highly suggest personally Financial Peace University. Again, how much you follow it is going to be up to you. Right. But it gives you the roadmap. I love that term. Yeah. To understand what you're working with, because it can be intimidating if you just don't know. Yeah, for sure. And I will say a lot of churches have, like, I know our church will run like a whole Sunday school, like a Sunday morning Bible study, a quarter dedicated to financial peace. So I bet if you're plugged in with a local church, or even if you're not, you can find one that does like has a financial peace group, you know? And so that's cool because you get to walk through it with other people. And I think that's really cool too, because you're actually like seeing other people in the room that like want to learn about money (laughs) and it's not as awkward to talk about then. (laughs) So we, we did that. So I think that's how it's built. You can buy the course and you you could take it online if you wanted to alone, but it's built to be taken in a group of people. So if it's not at your church, it is at a local church near you. And we'll link the link in the show notes for you to find one near you if you want to. But it was so cool for Thomas and I to be sitting in this room full of people. And I remember this older couple walking up to us at one point and they just were like tears in their eyes were like, if we could have started this when y'all where y'all are at, like we would be in a completely different place. And so I think like it's never too late. Like today is the day because I mean, realistically and logistically speaking, like you could be missing out on thousands of dollars if you waited a month to figure this out. Yeah. Just like with retirement and like, or mutual funds. One step forward every day. That's right. So I'm like, the faster you start, the more, you know, the more you can grow and the better off you're setting up generations to come. So I don't know. It's bigger than just you. And Dave Ramsey helped us figure that out. Also Dave Ramsey's daughter, her name is Rachel Cruz. Um, she wrote a really incredible book. She actually was on the podcast about, about it all, but it talks about like the emotional side of finances. So if you feel like this is a argument that you have with your family or your spouse or roommates or whatever, it's just like a tense topic for you. Highly recommend the book because it'll help you figure out why it's tense to you or like why you're stressed about it, even though maybe you shouldn't be as stressed about it. Or if you're too laid back about it, should you be stressing more about it? Um, anyways, great book. We'll link that in the show notes as well. 
as the episode. But yes, that's my bit about financial peace because some people follow it to a T and take out the cash. Like Dave Ramsey at one point asks you to like percentage out your income and like take out literal cash from the bank and put it in an envelope because there's something chemically that happens in your brain when you pass cash to a cashier rather than swiping a card. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So he's like, take the cash out. And so we did that for a little bit, but then we stopped because we're like, this isn't feasible for us. And and it's so hard. I know. I wonder if I'll like make an edit to that in the future, because like, for example, I went to the Ben Rector concert a few weeks ago and it was a cashless venue. Like I couldn't have paid cash if I wanted to. Right. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. They're changing quick. Also, I'm like, again, this should be fun. Like money should be something that you get excited to do or to talk about. And if there's something you're doing that doesn't sound fun and you've just been doing it because it's the way you feel like it should be done or it's always been done, like stop doing it. Find right. another way. Find find a way to make it work. What do y'all use, Emily, what do you and Teddy use for keeping track of stuff? If you use anything, if not, yeah. that's totally cool. I'm curious yeah, if you we, have like a system. Yeah, You're married I mean, to an accountant, so I'm just assuming am, you have a system. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I'm a hundred percent the spender. It's gotten me in trouble. I'm not like in trouble, but it's like, if there's like a conversation about money that turns negative, it's probably because I spent too much money. And I'll just like admit that for all the wives out there, like I'll go first. Um, and <laughs> so yeah, we have, we just use Excel um, and there's so many amazing, like things that will do this for you. Teddy's just a wizard whenever it comes to Excel. And so he can plug it in and do it all. And whenever we first got got the templates, yes. Whenever we first got married, we actually um, were gifted the marriage journal by Audrey and Jeremy Roloff. I don't know. Do you know know what I'm talking about? Um, Yes. We love that. You like sit down and you ask each other six questions weekly and and eventually you get to the point where you like memorize the questions, but that helped us get into a really good practice when we first got married of just like sitting down and checking in with each other, um, which is so important. And you talk about this all the time, but part of that was like the financial side of it too. So we were able to kind of like check in with each other there. And I, like you said, we have a budget. Like we know our numbers and it's really important that you know your numbers because for example, I quit teaching this year and whenever we had to have that conversation of like, okay, what do you value? Going back to what you were talking about of what do you value? Like I really valued time that I wanted to spend with our son Hayes and also I valued time that I wanted to be able to pour back into our home, but I couldn't while I was teaching. And so like we had looked at our numbers and we were like, could we make this work? You know? And so it's important to have some kind of baseline budget and be able to play with numbers and things like that because of what we valued. Sure. I'm making less money than I was before, but we're still able to make it work for our family. And it's letting us prioritize like more joy and more life, like within our home, which is what we needed in this season, you know? And I think that that's something that you can't a price on. And I think that finances plays into all that. So long story short, we use Excel. Um, and I just think it's important to track, you know, your spending one to see how much you're spending. If you don't even know, some people don't even know. And that's totally, okay. yeah. that's you. Cause I've been there before, like how much you're spending on what. And I bet you, yeah. if you like 
looked and saw how much you're spending on food or how much you're spending on, you know, entertainment or whatever, shopping, um, you might be shocked. So there are apps and resources to like track your spending. I know Dave Ramsey has one called Every Dollar. Um, I know there's one called Mint that will track it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mint is owned by the same people that have like TurboTax and QuickBooks and everything. So that's cool because it seamlessly syncs everything across their platforms. Um, But that's really cool. If you just need a snapshot to like track your spending for a month, because Dave Ramsey is amazing, but also like, I know some of you guys said this in our question series, like question boxes on Instagram. You're like, everyone only talks about Dave Ramsey and like there are other resources out there and you don't only have to do the Dave Ramsey way. If you need it stripped down to the core, Dave Ramsey is the way to go. But if you like feel more comfortable or you want to like branch out and see what else is out there, there are tons of other resources out there for you. Yes. We like mint. Um, again, like it categorizes your spending for you. And I'll say that like, sometimes it's four out of five stars for me because sometimes I have to go and manually categorize things. Cause it'll like misunderstand what the charge was. You're like, no, this, this Starbucks was a write-off. <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't understand. But it'll, like, mess things up sometimes. No, I get it. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it'll say, like, a trip to Target was, like, shopping when you were really buying, like, toothpaste, which I count as, like, personal yeah. care, like, groceries. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, it can kind of get tricky like that. But overall, we like mint a lot. It just is very exposing in like the best way to be like, okay, yeah. maybe actually you didn't spend that much money in this area this month. Like good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You find yeah. little wins through that too. And I think that that's a big thing with finances too. You have to find the quick wins to keep going. Yes. Yes. How have y'all found ways to make finances fun or have you? Um, yeah, I think that's an interesting question. I think that always having something that you're saving for, um, yes, that's so, gonna be mine. yeah. So like whether it's a trip. So whenever I was pregnant, we planned a trip to Hawaii while I was on maternity leave. And uh, that was so fun to just like be looking forward to that all year on to, like we had already paid for it. It was already like paid in full waiting for us. And so on top of all the hospital bills and all the like boring financial things that you, we were dealing with and the stress financial things we had already set aside money for like something fun which was really cool and exciting um yeah I would say always have like the next trip planned or the next whatever you love you know having something that you're saving for whether it be like the house or whether it be your new car or whether it be um a vacation to like vacation or to see a friend you haven't seen in a while yeah I think that always having the next thing is some a way that we like to make finances fun yes i love that um i was gonna say the same like have something to look forward to and then you reward yourself and you're like wow that was actually really fun let's do it again you know yeah i think it kind of helps money become like healthy in your mind yes yeah you have some trauma related to it yeah yeah which I would venture to say most people have money trauma in some area, whether it's oh my gosh, the way you percent. saw your parents manage money or the ways that you have messed up in the past with money, like then those sore subjects will like get you sometimes. So you can't live like in fear of your money. You need to step into the light so that you can get it right. Can't step in the light, get it right. 
<laughs> I think that should be on a t-shirt. Okay. I wanted to mention this too, because I think for a long time, I just understood your income being what you brought home, like your paycheck. And there are so many other ways to get savvy with income. Income oh is any yes. money that comes into your bank account. It could be Venmo. It could be PayPal, it could be whatever. Right. I think today more than ever, like there are so many opportunities to make money easy. Yeah. It's overwhelming. Um, yes. So I feel like also if you are the girl, it feels like you're like strapped for cash and you're just like scraping the bottom of the barrel every month. I'd say like, take a step back and look at the time that you're spending and could you spend it doing something to make a little bit of extra money? Maybe it's babysitting. So Grace Valentine was on the show a few episodes yes. ago talking about adulting and homegirl is like a kick booty author, like goes to book signings for her books, like all things. She still babysits. Like she still finds ways to make some extra yes. cash to reach her goals and dreams. Like no one's above it or have like a closet sale. Shameless plug. Love a good closet sale. I host those often on Instagram. <laughs> those help me like get the wardrobe that I would want. That's like fresh and updated by getting rid of other stuff that is still great pieces, but I've worn them eight times and I'm like over it, you know? Yes. What are some other things like? I mean, oh, I think, so I mean, things. I think for me, I was thinking like digitally, cause you know, if oh, yeah. you just Google how to make money online, I mean, it, if you could like sell printables on Etsy, you know, 1, and, percent, and make yes. so much money. And all you have to do is set that up as like a digital download and then boom, bam, like you're making passive income, you know, it's just yes. crazy and you don't have to do anything. So there's tons and tons of way and it doesn't income. have to be you starting like a new business. We're not yeah, asking you, don't you to be have an entrepreneur business. if that's not what you want to be. Yeah. It's yeah. just like if what we're sad about is I don't have enough money and you already work a full-time job, then like, let's ask, is there room for a promotion? Is there a better job, better pay out there? Or is there another way that I can make money? Whatever. Yeah. Did you know Hustle. that the best way to make more money in like your life is to actually switch positions or switch careers like people that go through career chains and shifts like every two or three years it's like proven statistically that they end up making more money in their lifetime than people that like start the same job and Stick retire the, the same, same job yeah because because wow. whenever you go to work for a new company you know like you have experience that you've gained and like you can negotiate and ask for more or maybe the starting pay is just more in general than your previous job but so if you're afraid to, if you're stuck in a job right now like let's say you're like mid-20s and you've been in the same job since graduation like don't be afraid to take the leap because you'll probably end up making more money than you're making right now because most <gasps> of the time at the end of the year they just do like cost of living you know raises but you could actually get like a significant raise by moving to a new position fun fact what's that song Level up by Sierra. Yeah. Like, yeah. Level I mean, level unless up, you're in like up, a government up. job, like the military <laughs> or teaching <laughs> where right. you're kind of like stuck with the same income forever, basically. But if you're in like the business world, like, or most other kinds of worlds that are non-government, like you, the money switch is out there. The money is out there. Switch yeah. up, switch it up and go take it. That's exciting. Okay. For our practical girlies listening Let's talk through a few like next steps they could take today to okay. feel a little bit more secure financially. I'd say one, make a budget and like get fun with it. Find out what you value. Get out your colored pencils and your markers, girls. Like make this fun. Like this <laughs> yeah. should be 
Also, if you need a place to start, you can Google templates. Yes. Um, a good place to start is just to start writing out your bills, like the things that have to be paid each month to keep yeah, you from get being old school. My mom still does all yes. of her bills on paper, and I don't do any of mine on paper. And I really respect. We love that. I respect the written out like statement of what's going on with your money. Yes, and be okay if it changes and fluctuates every month. Like Christmas is coming up, so like our September, October, November is going to look different than right now because we're trying to like set aside money for christmas gifts right so like anyways get fun with your budget and actually make a budget so that you're in control of where your money is going and your money's not in control of you um and then number two i just want to mention this is one of the things i really do love about dave ramsey is the emergency savings fund it's like Mm, your number one step in his money makeover is like you need you need everyone listening to save one thousand dollars and if you don't have a thousand dollars, that is your project right now. Like yeah, go sell summer things projects, in your closet, go make a thousand dollars, go set up a lemonade stand, go babysit girl, whatever you have to do yes. to get the thousand dollars. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And just like, I will say this, like having the thousand dollars for the first time in our bank account when we were first married was just like so freeing to be like, okay, anything that happens, at least we have this. Yes. You know? Um, and for some of you, that might be enough. But for most people, also, if you have like, if you're married, have families, whatever, start working towards the next, you know, yes, expense. Like, if everything happened, how much money and how long do you want to last before you run out of money? And that's what you have to start working towards next. Right. So his step one is the thousand dollars. His step two is the three to six months. Yes. So yeah, I jumped ahead of you, but yes. Yep. Okay, I'm trying to find the statistic because I don't know if I can say this well and correctly. So, like, don't get mad. But there's a statistic out there that is a percentage of Americans that cannot get their hands on $1,000 today if they needed it. Okay, Um, so this says more than half of Americans, 57%, have less than $1,000 in their savings account. Wow. So I feel like uh, that can make people feel a little bit more met where they are. Be like, okay, you are a majority of Americans, but a majority of Americans is not where we want to stay. There's more for us. There is like healthier versions ahead of us (laughs) that we can get to. And I think you'd be surprised once you start like getting your eyes on the prize for the thousand dollars, like how quickly it actually could come. Yes. And how easy it is to keep it there. So, yes, the first three practicals. Budget, $1,000, three to six months expense saved. That's all boring. And then once you figure all that out, go buy you something fun. Like, yes, go buy yourself a new shirt and go buy yourself a designer purse, whatever it is for you. Yeah. Or even, you know, just go treat yourself to a nice meal because you figured out how to make a budget. (laughs) That's right. Oh, you're saying if you make a budget. Yeah, 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 yeah. So designer purse is not for making a budget. The designer purse is the thing that you're going to save up for and treat yourself with. Yeah, yeah, So like, yeah, yeah. yes, make a budget, treat yourself for making the budget, but then also like find something to look forward to like we were talking about, whether it's a trip or a thing. Maybe it's like a espresso machine at home. Maybe it's a designer purse, but like just prove it to yourself that you can be diligent and disciplined. Yes. I, like, know, I can I make this say... goal and do it. Yeah, I would say that we're living in some of the most undisciplined times that have ever happened ever. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's really hard to be disciplined because it's so easy to be distracted. But 
and it's okay to tell your people like people will respect you if you're like hey it's just not in the budget to do xyz like can you come over to my house for dinner instead or can we just like hang out at wherever you know it's fine to be open and transparent with people because people respect that it's kind of that happened leah said that in her episode a few weeks ago that like vulnerability is like honored whenever like you found your people you know no one's gonna shy away from you from being too vulnerable and if they do then they're not your people they're not your people yeah jinx yeah i will add this as well that i think some girls listening are like this is awesome but it's hard for me to do because i'm married or like share finances or i live at home or my parents still like fund some of the things that I'm doing. And so it's like hard to work independently in this. And I'd say that's okay. Like celebrate where you are, whatever that looks like. If you're married specifically, I'd say text the word marriage to 33777 and you will get a, um, emotional needs questionnaire emailed to you. And in this emotional needs questionnaire, it goes through the nine emotional needs you would need in your spouse or like need met in your marriage potentially one of them is financial support so like take the survey and i just would suggest taking it anyways if you're married listening to this and don't struggle with money but i'd be curious to know if finances is one of like your top three values in your emotional needs because if so then your spouse deserves to know that and you can totally work as a team to get to where you want to be because I know it's like kind of tricky and funky and I think a lot of girls are like oh I'd love to be married so I'm like more financially stable and I'm like okay that's not a good reason to get married because you also have a husband that's trying to buy some golf clubs every once in a while and that's annoying (laughs) and you can't you can't take like full responsibility of your finances when you split it with people yeah okay if you're single it's never been easier than it is right now (laughs) I just want to say that because I remember my single life and there was definitely difficult parts but I will say I do miss the financial freedom and independency. So. Yes. Yes. So for the married girls that feel like they're struggling in their financial situation with their spouse, take the survey, read Rachel Cruz's book that we'll put in the show notes for you. Hopefully this conversation brought a little bit more like, huh. yeah, exhale. It's going to be okay. Like, okay. I can do this. Rachel, I'm going to beat you to it. What are you loving these days? <gasps> No. Uh, okay. What am I loving these days? I guess. Okay. So it's summertime. I feel bad because I'm like talking about things that girls would have to spend money on. LOL. Uh, it's okay. But. Uh, how about how about share one free thing you're loving and then yes. one. I was about to say. I have to buy it. I want to do like a free thing and then like a, if you wanted to buy something, here you go. Um, I'm obsessed with this new swimsuit from Target. It's one shoulder. It's got great coverage. It it's so cute. It has a super cute floral print. Yeah. It's just like everyone's going to be go-to swimsuit if you decide to check it out at Target. And it's like very affordable. I think less than $35. Don't quote me, but I will put it in the show notes. Um, so that's my thing. I'm loving that. I'd love for people to go get, we could be matchy. Um, and one thing I'm loving that's free. LOL. I was going to say my new house. That was not free getting my stuff back from storage. You read my mind. That's exactly what I was going to say. Like it feels like Christmas all over again. So for just spark notes version, we, when we were in, in Oklahoma, 
we lived for, there for six months and we lived in a furnished house called a crash pad. It's like an extended Airbnb, but for military spouses and members that are going through their quick little training. And um, of course, we didn't bring all of our stuff because it's like, where do you put it in a furnished house? So we put it in a storage unit and I haven't seen some of my favorite things. I'm talking kitchen gadgets, nightstands, my mattress. Like we had the first sleep on the mattress two nights ago. We haven't slept on in like seven months. That was amazing. Um, just like things that are ours. It's yeah. so nice to have back. Felt That's like Christmas so opening up all the boxes and being like, oh my gosh, here it is. Or like, well, here's a thing. Yes. And I'll say like, if you aren't frequently moving like Rachel, um, something you can do to make your life feel a little like new and fresh is just move around some furniture in your house you know and put art in new places move around some rugs and it feels like a totally new space and that's a free way without having to go and buy new home decor whenever you're like i'm out of i'm out of things and out of i itch for change so much i know it's like a good tip for me yes well a great book for that is michael and smith's welcome home book so good she's been on the show but we'll link it but it tells you how to like decorate for each season and like you don't have to buy anything you're supposed to like take inventory of what you have first and it's amazing oh love that love my one um okay what are you loving these days okay one free thing and one not for free thing okay okay my free thing is just getting into a routine like a new routine for this new stage of life that we're in yes Um, and also like going for walks either later in the evenings or really early in the mornings because it's so hot everywhere but especially in houston texas and so (laughs) so hot um but anyway just that like morning breeze in the air like as you're walking so good with like a cup of coffee maybe it's probably already too hot for that so like some water iced coffee yeah (laughs) coffee some water um yeah that's my free thing for sure is just getting outside and enjoying the weather and then it's so lame but it's true going for a walk it's and then um my not free thing is like less than ten dollars it is this new mascara i've been loving it's called l'oreal age defy but it's waterproof so it comes in a white tube and i know a lot of people are scared of waterproof mascara but it's like a tubing mascara so you know it like comes off really easily um whenever it gets wet but it'll like stay on if you want to just stay on and i've never seen a drugstore mascara because usually it's the thrive mascara that everyone talks about that like tubes off but I don't like that one. I've tried it. But this new L'Oreal Age Perfect one, it's meant for older women and it's fine. I can be categorized in that. I don't care, <laughs> which I'm not, but but it's so good. It's so good. And it comes off so easily, but it makes your eyelashes look great. Yes. If Lizzie McGuire movie was once your favorite movie, it's now time to start anti-aging skincare <laughs> yeah. and consider yourself age-defying. Okay? Yeah. Honestly, we should, yeah. we should, we're age-defying from the moment we're born. Honestly, we just it's don't, true, we just don't realize it yet. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that mascara is so good. Okay. I'm going to have to add that to my cart. Like I am always looking for a new little fun beauty thing, especially drugstore. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Love it. I think this is a a great breather conversation. Like I was saying earlier, like something for girls to be like, okay, I'm actually normal. (laughs) I'm actually doing okay. Like I'm not the only one stressed or panicked and I don't have to stay stressed and panicked. I think that's the moral of the story is like, there's always room to grow 
and you could grow right now today. And so it's that taking the next step, finding a partner, finding somebody that could step into this with you, say yes with you, be challenged with you. And what better way than to bring them on board by sending them this episode? So if you are thinking of that friend that you're like, ooh, I want to like get legit about my finances and I'm sure so-and-so would want to too, just like send them this episode so you can be on the same page, same resources, all the things, and then get to it, boo. Get to it. That's amazing. Yeah. Emily, I'm glad you joined me. I'm glad you were one of the guests on the list for the summer series. I know. (laughs) I'm so honored. I was kind of scared. I was like, Rachel, are you sure you don't want like an expert on for the finances one? And you were like, no. No. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Because again, this is girl chat. It's not supposed to be intimidating. And if you see expert, you're like, (gasps) yes. Yeah. Yeah. You Um, are normal if you're listening. That's what we want you to get from this. You're normal. Yes. You're doing a great job and we're here for you and you know where to find us. Always. We'll link all the things in the show notes we talked about today. Of course, email us or Instagram message us or whatever it takes to get in touch with us. If you want to reach out, we always love those. Like Emily, literally, we screenshot them and send it to one another. Um, Also, if you are loving the episode, the summer series, or just the show in general, would love if you left us a review, but only if it was going to be five stars. Five-star reviews only and email us. (laughs) Email us if you are not loving the show and things that you would want to change or add because we love feedback. I will also say if you're listening on Spotify, I listen to podcasts on Spotify. You can now rate and review podcasts on Spotify. So if you're on Spotify, if you're a Spotify girly, you can do that there too now, which is new. Yes, please. That would be so awesome. A great way to love us for free. Yes. You know, on any budget. LOL. (laughs) You can love us by leaving a review. Well, for real, we love y'all. We do everything we do for you and to be here for you and be your best girlfriends online. And so grateful that you showed up and clicked play today. Bye. Bye. This episode of Behind the Bliss podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.